How was this damning information uncovered? Uh, well, the leak was obtained by a German newspaper, Süddeutsche Zeitung. Um, the, there, there are very few people who actually know exactly how the newspaper got the information. Um, and if I did know, I probably wouldn't be able to say uh, in the interest of protecting sources. Uh, but that information was then passed on uh, to the ICIJ as well. That's the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. And uh, they brought in a whole lot of partners from around the world, including here in South Africa, Amabungane and Financial Mail. Now, is this bigger than the Panama Papers? Because this is about 13.4 million documents that were uncovered. It is, and there are a whole lot of very big companies uh, whose, whose dealings have been uh, un- uncovered by the leak. Uh, also, the firm in this case, Appleby, is a truly global firm. It has a footprint across the world. It's based in, in tax havens across the world, places like Mauritius and the Seychelles and the Cayman Islands, uh, as well as other financial centers. Uh, it's a firm that employs hundreds of people. Um, and it's an elite firm, so it, it deals with some very high-profile clients, as you heard, uh, people like uh, the Queen and the Queen's Trust. Uh, it manages, uh, for instance, Glencore, which is the world's largest commodities trader, and which has a very strong connection to South Africa as well. Um, so I would say the, you could make the argument that this is bigger than the Panama Papers in that sense, in the sense that uh, this firm had, had more international reach um, but it remains to be seen what exactly will come out of this this leak a whole lot of stuff will come out this week uh, we know that the Panama Papers had some quite explosive revelations that, that, that did lead to serious repercussions for some individuals uh, but, but it remains to be seen what sort of effect the, the Paradise Papers will have in that regard. Which high-profile South Africans and companies have been named in this massive tax leak because we understand there's a few of them there are. Um, of course, I mentioned Glencore. That's, that was one of Appleby's biggest clients. They even had their own Glencore room in, in uh, one of Appleby's uh, major offices. Uh, but it's, it's not just Glencore. Uh, I should just first point out that as a disclaimer, being mentioned in the leaks <laughs> or even being a client of Appleby doesn't necessarily connote a wrongdoing. It doesn't necessarily mean that there was any criminal activity on the part of, of the, the said company or individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Aspen, for instance, is another big South African-linked company that Appleby was dealing with. Uh, Shanduka makes uh, makes an appearance in the leaks in a very passing way. Uh, there's a sort of fleeting reference to, to Shanduka. Um, <clears throat> South African banks as well were doing a lot of work with Appleby clients and with Appleby uh, working on, on offshore projects and deals structured through uh, tax havens uh, and setting up offshore companies and that sort of thing. Uh, among them, we have Investec, um, as well as Standard Bank. Uh, in fact, Appleby worked on a very big loan that Standard Bank uh, gave to Ilovo Sugar, another South Africa-linked company. Uh, and that loan itself was the, t- was the subject of a previous uh, offshore tax scandal. Uh, basically, Ilovo Sugar avoided uh, a very big tax bill on that loan, uh, and Appleby uh, assisted in that regard. Mm-hmm. So that's a taste of, of some of the South Africans who appear in the league. Now, 
these global corporate giants and, and, and even the personalities for that matter, uh, it, it seems like there's a, a tax avoidance. Now, were SARS aware of this tax avoidance and, and should they in some way shoulder some of the responsibility in this case, you think? I'm not sure to what extent they were aware. I mean, South Africa does have, for instance, double tax agreements with Mauritius. There is there is some level of, uh, you know, um, complicity in, in this uh, in, in a sort of offshore economy. Um, and sure, tax, I'm sure you can make the argument that SARS needs to, to tighten up things domestically, uh, that it should be, it should make life a lot harder for those who would want to avoid, uh, paying tax in South Africa. Um, of course, SARS is beset with its own political problems. Um, but it's also not something that SARS alone can tackle. I mean, this is a massive international problem. It's a problem on a global scale, and it really goes to the heart of the global financial system and weak international uh, oversight and regulations and, and laws. Uh, the problem is a lack of transparency, not just in, in South Africa, but globally. And so there's only so much one can expect SARS to do in tackling uh, in, in tackling a, an issue mm-hmm. like this, now, it now, needs to be a truly international effort. Yes. Now, now, just before we interviewed you, we heard the story from Malusika Gaba that is now uh, have an, uh, he's got an urgent inquiry into tax administration in the uh, South African Revenue Service because we had a shortfall of about two hundred and nine billion rand a tax shortfall over the next three years. Uh, have Amabungani been able to quantify how much money South Africa has lost due to these illicit uh, financial outflows through tax revenue? Uh, it's 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 impossible to quantify, really, and certainly not just based on this one leak alone. Uh, the information in here, even just with regards to Applebee's clients, is, is often very patchy and incomplete. Mm. So we can't build a, a comprehensive picture. It gives us a sense of how easy it is for multinationals and, and high net worth individuals to shift profits abroad, to set up shell companies in places like Mauritius, you know, companies that are little more than uh, you know, an address written on a piece of paper or a desk at a cubicle uh, with no employees, mm-hmm. uh, and then to, to, to siphon profits made in places like South Africa or Mozambique off into these offshore havens where, where they remain untaxed. Uh, we know that it's very easy to do that, but but we don't know how the extent to which it's it's happening. It's very hard to quantify. I wish we had more time, Micah, but thank you so much for coming on board. That was Micah Reddy. He's an investigative journalist at the Amabungani Center for Investigative Journalism.